Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a Hi, this is Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest, ladies and gentlemen. You know the podcast. Uh, you know the URLs, whatever. Uh, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com. Feel free to donate. It's 2011. Happy New Year. That's right. Last month, I encouraged people to give all their money to someone who needed a sandwich. This month, I say, pass it on to me, because I want to expand the web, uh, the sort of the, the bandwidth or whatever, to make it possible to do more than three a month. Anyway, so sitting with me in my living room in downtown glamorous uh, Van Nuys, I have uh, from the Benson Interruption, the first six episodes of Arid on Comedy Central, Mr. Doug Benson. Welcome to the program. Thank you. And Doug Loves Movies is your podcast. And then sitting to my right, uh, Mr. Eddie Pepitone, who has the Long Shot podcast with Sean Conroy. There's some podcast on podcast love going on here. And Eddie Pepitone, going to be in the new Muppet movie, both on Facebook and Twitter. Welcome to the program, Eddie. Thank you very much, Jackie. <laughs> All right, let's dork it up. Uh, you guys, I've got a question. Do you immediately? Yeah. What do you What do you do in the Muppet movie? Oh, right. The new Muppet movie. It's Jason Segel wrote it, right? And Jason stars Segel in it. wrote it, and uh, Amy Adams is his co-star. Mm-hmm. Of oh, Christian the, music the, fame. What's that? Amy Adams. I don't know who Amy Adams is. I'm, I'm in the thinking of Amy Grant. I am thinking. Of, <laughs> thank you. Well, can you see? You Amy know Adams all these. is the fighter. She's in the fighter. And... Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm in the part of show business that doesn't know who anybody is. Okay. Oh, go okay. Ahead. Um. So uh, there's an opening scene, uh, where Jason Segel and Amy Adams, uh, leave something called Small Town, and How did they I. Come up with that? And I play the postman yeah. in Small Town, and the opening scene is a dance number. And I am the comic relief in the dance number. I'm the post guy who can't keep up with them dancing. And there's a close-up of me. My big close-up is me going, so I see them starting to dance again, and I look in the camera very wearily, and I go, oh, you gotta be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and the choreographer was Mickey Rooney's kid. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, Michael. Michael Rooney. And he was the nicest guy because I have one fucking line in the Muppets <laughs> uh, movie. Have you always that. enjoyed the Muppets? I love the Muppets. Yeah. You, Are you, there, there are no Muppets in the, in the scene? One. Which um, one? His, he's a new one named wow. Walter. Uh, he's kind of an urban guy. He's got like a suit and then, uh, that's code, right? Urban. I, is it code for what? In, in, Death in rap? A, in a <laughs> no, is he black? I mean, yeah, is he black? Oh, no, he's not. <laughs> okay, he's just an urban. He's an. He's ur- from the city. You mean? He's I, like a city type. Yes. Oh, he's yes. a city muppet. Because yeah, most of the so. muppets are country know. muppets. <laughs> I like the idea. But I was bummed out that I didn't get to play with uh, Pepe. Particularly, I like Pepe. Oh, you like Pepe? Pepe's yeah. your favorite. Who's your favorite Muppet, Doug? Oh, if I had to name one. <laughs> and you do. Let's bring it. I guess uh, I, I like. So I enjoyed Animal quite a bit when I was Animal's young. Nice. Yeah, I like him. Yep. I like. Uh, I've always been uh, a big fan of Fozzie, just because of the just because of the industry. You know, I just I, I, I right. like his work. Stabbing yeah, Waldo yeah. for great. Those guys just are being good. a comic. Yeah, right. they were good. 
I, I get, I, I hope I enjoy this new one, but I get very put off by anything post Jim De- Henson's death. Me too. Because the voices don't sound right to me. Oh, they're even, a even off. though they're good impressions of the voices, they don't, right. they don't right. seem right. Well, Frank Oz is still around, right? Yeah, but does he still do them? I don't know. He, he might not, not do around. them anymore, but, but in the case of like, uh, you know, uh, Kermit and, uh, Ralph the dog and a few of the other ones that, uh, Jim Henson did, I always, I, I think they oh, sound yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I always like, worry hey, about I'm the Kermit writing. the Frog. It's like, well, I could do that. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> you did. Why don't we get you? <laughs> you don't quite I can't get do it, it right. I can't do it. Uh, I, 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 I should work on voices, though. That's what people say. People say I'd be great for voiceover. Hey, work. what is that? What? <laughs> work on it. You'd be great at it if you were good at it. Right. If you if you cared <laughs> enough to give a shit, you should work on that. I think people just say that, like, uh, oh man, you you have a great voice. Like, I think they just say that to a lot of different people. Oh, they just like your voice. I think that's one thing that people who are not in the business are told to say to other people. Like, uh, hey, you should do a lot of voice work. <laughs> I've been told that all my life, and I was with a voiceover agent briefly, and they dropped me. So I don't know what the fuck that means. You, have you heard about, have seen in the news, this homeless guy that uh, is, has a great announcer voice? I saw it on Facebook, no. but I didn't listen to it. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, is that the guy with the amazing voice? gift? <laughs> no, my Yahoo homepage always has these lame stories. I think that I, it's all over the news today. I saw it a couple, on a couple different places. It's a guy that's like homeless and has a sign like I'll do voiceover for food or whatever. And uh, somebody gave him like, uh, you know, they didn't give him a real job, but they gave him like a chance to audition or something. And the guy's got a great radio voice, but he, he, lo- he looks, he's, when you're he's, looking he's at him, mess. he's completely homeless mess. Yeah. The talk's like he's on the radio. How's it going? K95 <laughs> FM. That you sounds know, like, good, actually. Like the, a homeless radio's like, hello, we're live from the streets. And, yeah. uh, man, is it doggy dog out here today, Bob. But, but sort of like the, they're not down about it. Like, they're yeah, not they're down. They're up about it. Well, the guy seemed very, uh, thrilled to be finally getting the recognition his voice deserves. <laughs> It's pretty amazing. It is pretty. I mean, because where now does he live here in Los Angeles? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't notice it that much. I didn't notice where he lives. He must live. He has to live somewhere where there's enough. I was going to say enough showbiz to have a voiceover job for for good showbiz homeless moments. You got to come to L.A. for that. It's uh, like if you wanted to be like one of those homeless guys that was forced to fight another homeless guy. Here's the place to come because there's people with some disposable income. There's people want want to see some fighting. Uh, and uh, this, is where, this is where it all happens. Well, it's good to know that if I become homeless, I'm already in the. You're already in the I'm zone. In the f- fight capital of homelessness. <laughs> is is this where they do those bum fights, so called? So suppose I mean, and the thing is, is I never heard about any real ones. I saw it. Um, I think it was fictionalized on Veronica Mars one season. <gasps> really? Remember that TV show? I do. Yeah, Veronica I Mars. Show. It was a good show. You do. Yeah, that, do you? I do. Especially the first well season. Yeah. The first w- season was great. Yeah. The fr- uh, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, the next just, seasons weren't as good because they just didn't have as good of a, a mystery arc to to go through the whole season with. But it was and still, she was all Nancy still very Drew, entertaining. So she had to have a mystery. She's got to have a mystery. She's she's. Well, yeah, that's the she, thing. Is she had a weekly mystery. Yeah. But in seasons two and three, the the the, the big arc, the was, overarching whole season long mystery. Wasn't it wasn't animated, was it? No, no. Well, no, no, no. Was it for tweens? It was, was sort of a nine one nine zero two one zero meets Nancy Drew. Yeah, with some kind of like Buffy thrown tweeny, in. Yeah, yeah. Tweeny. You know? Yeah, well, it yeah. had kind of a, it had, had kind of a Buffy genre feel, even though it was just a girl oh. solving crimes. Right. But her dad was Enrico Calatoni, the guy from, uh, he was on, uh, just the bald guy from Just Shoot Me. 
and uh, he was great. Oh, they had yeah. a great rapport together. Yeah, they, it's a great show. You should check really? it out. I never it's, even thought Veronica of watching. Mars was quite nice. It I'm does really... seem like it's for kids, and I think that's why it never caught on. Similarly to Buffy, never really caught on beyond you know. I thought uh, Buffy did catch on big nerds. time. No, it was never really a huge hit. It, it was big for the WB network and then for the UPN when it flipped over there. Right. But that was still like four or five million viewers a week. You know, I mean, it's, it's all it's all getting so fragmented now. Right, like everyone right. thinks oh, Mad Men is the markets? everyone thinks Mad Men's the biggest hit on, on the planet because you see it everywhere you turn, but nobody people don't watch it. Seriously? Yeah. Like there's only like two it gets like a million, big rating million. for them, maybe like eight million, and oh, that's like a season finale. And what's I don't, I don't huge think numbers? It gets that high. What's huge numbers? What's two and a half men numbers? Fifteen million. But so eight million—that's not too bad, is it? No, but well, I'm saying that's like a big special, like the last episode of a season. But like when oh, they were, oh, oh, and okay. I'm also talking out of my ass. I don't know what kind of numbers it really gets. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, Welcome I know that doesn't—I know it doesn't get very good numbers. Is, is my point? That is amazing to me because all it does is get critical acclaim. Yeah, and you every mag it's in every magazine, it's in every you know. Yeah, we're all told. John to Hamm is all the over the place. Well, yeah. now he's in every he's in movies. He's starting to do movies. Yeah, now. And, he, and they've uh, two or three cast members have hosted SNL. Like it, it's really uh, out there. But it's like don't get me started on SNL. I've really got it out for SNL. You got really? That? Why? What's what, I hate what happened? It I hate it. Hate it. I mean, oh, I, really? have you always watched it? Well, you know, I try, I'll pick up an episode here and there just to see where these guys are at. And I think where they're at lately is uh, really terrible. I saw the Jeff Bridges episode. <laughs> I saw the. Jeff I haven't Bridges seen that one. I haven't seen that one. But I didn't hear good things. Oh my god! Ske- and I love Sketch Bridges. I just tuned it's in. It's hard. It's hard to do. Sketch is the hardest. I mean, next to oh, improv. I, it's I think there's some very them. funny people on there now. I, I agree with that, but right, they but- don't have any kind of feel like ensemble feel. It's just like here's my character. Here's my big character that I do. Uh, it's just yeah, it's they are kind of a bunch coherent. of solo players, but they're but all really good. Hasn't that always been that? Hasn't it always been that way? I mean, there's always been really gifted people on there. But there was a feel people. of that first season that they were all friends, that they were all pals. You know, it's kind of like kids all... in the hall or something. Right. Like, I think most. I think the best sketch comes from when a, a group of friends that are funny yeah. get together and make sketches. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. that's going to be an inherent problem in SNL. Is they're just hiring new people all the time. People move on. So it's more like creating stars rather than creating a, a sketch group. Right. You know? Yeah. Cause that's, they, Which is the problem with it. Yeah, but that's such a big problem. cast. They all kind of come in and have their moment. You know, only Kristen yeah. Wiig is in every other sketch. Everyone else has just got their one sketch usually. Right. Or they're kind of an extra in a, somebody else's sketch. Maybe the team building has to start in the writer's room. Maybe that's where the family has to be, in the writer's room where they're Maybe. just like, we're all or, together. But they all write it themselves too, to, to a degree, so... I don't know. I just wonder why I get so, so angry at it. Like I, I've, is, I've known a lot of people get angry at it over the years, and I certainly had certain seasons where I was mad about it and thought it was terrible, mm-hmm. especially the first one after when Lauren Michaels left. That It's a miracle that it's still on the air because that first season after he left was so, so horrible. What Michaels year was so left? bad. I, yeah, I Lauren Michaels left. <laughs> yeah, we, we yeah he was been... out. He was out for a year. It was produced by oh, Gene oh. Dominion, who, oh, who at that Gene point Dominion? had been a producer of Woody, Woody Allen, Allen movies. <laughs> That's right. Really? You've seen that name Shit. in so many yeah. Woody, Allen, yeah. Woody Allen credits that you remembered it. Gene Dominion. Yeah, something like that. I think that. he sued Gene Dominion. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, and I, it certainly, and certainly NBC didn't it? like her. No, you mean Woody Allen? Mm. Yeah. Uh, Some story about Woody Allen suing one of his producers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What year was, uh, did Lauren Michaels step out? You know? Uh, you know, the first, the year after, you know, when 
like the whole cat when Bill Murray and everybody left. Oh, okay. That oh, next that year a- they had a new cast. Right. It was terrible. Right. And then the and then I the next year that. after that, I think they tweaked the cast a little bit and got Eddie Murphy in there. Mm-hmm. And then things started to look up a little bit, and then they got Lauren Michaels back. But again, this is all out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's okay. I'm just people- making it up as I go along. People who listen get to get a show- mop. They love to write. Oh, they'll be happy to correct us. Exactly. They'll be they're, tweeting away about how tweeting. we got things wrong. <laughs> they love, they love, there's, it's nice. It's nice to know that you know things. And I don't ever have a laptop up. I used to, you, there used to be a chat room on the show uh-huh. where people could correct us on the fly. It was nice. It was nice to just oh, be corrected. Oh, you just look at it and. Yeah, there'd be, you know, John, o- John Odelin and, and Ken Baker be in the chat room going, now, no, that's all right. And let me Google that. And then they tell you how the, how, how it was really supposed to go. But, you know, the audio is so much better. You gotta, you gotta make sacrifices. You gotta make sacrifices. So, you got some anger issues, Eddie. How do you deal with those? Let's go there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you yeah, know. when you, like, when you watched Jeff Bridges on SNL and thought it was terrible. <laughs> do you do pillow how, What did you do? Do you, do, do you, you have, do? do you have, like, items around just for breaking? <laughs> I don't throw Do you anything. go to a Greek restaurant? <laughs> I do eat. I think I think I do eat. At, you know, like that Jeff classic Bridges? eating your anger shit. Anger eating? But no, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think uh, for me. This show's me, terrible. I got a snack. <laughs> this is it. I'm going to eat at Jeff Bridges. <laughs> what, he'll, he'll be sorry one day when I go blind. For or every whatever. shitty sketch, I'm going to eat another piece of cake. Well, I guess we're segueing into my uh, obsession. Not obsession, but, but it's, it's my my. My thing with like the power of now and like other CDs, like I'm constantly driving around, uh, in my car with like Pema Chodron. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of these people, but I have like, never heard of Pema Chodron. Uh, I've Pema heard of Chodron. the power of now. All these people live in Plum Village. Um, Thich Nhat Hanh. How do you spell Pema Chodron? I don't know what you're talking about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's self-help, like, like, Is own it, the these are, go- these Plum- are gurus? Yes. Yes, they're, 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 well, I don't know if gurus is the right they word. They practice positivity? No, no, I hate that shit. Like that Tony Robbins shit, I really can't see. You don't like that stuff. You should I, just uh, teach people how to be a giant. <laughs> Unle- unleash the giant, <laughs> giant within. tips. So I, I, I fucking like, but what is- I have a lot of anger and I express <laughs> a lot of my anger in my comedy, like just, you know, like vitriol. Like I just tweeted. I, I, I Twitter is a nice outlet for my anger. Oh my, as well. your tweets make me laugh out loud because yes. you pack so much anger into 140 characters. <laughs> and the, and they're That's usually so thieved. much. What was it you wrote to today? I really liked one today. And every conversation. Well, how does it go? Uh, I said, uh, try ending every conversation with go fuck yourself. Uh, that was a good It'll one. change your life. And then I just <laughs> tweeted, then I just t- tweeted, my God is a small pill whilst, no, my God is a small pill while choking myself and the Kennedy assassination is playing in a loop on the background or something like that. So anyway, nice. a lot nice. of the imagery that I use on Twitter is death. Oriented. <laughs> it is. It and and it and it, it. I like the themed ones too. I like a lot of you know like the tweets of a of an angry man or tweets of a. a I stopped doing those, but yeah, I I, I was doing. There was those a for theme a while. for a while. I liked it. I like tweets the of a moron. Tweets of a moron. You know, but I look at them. I look at some of my tweets and I go, oh my god, like I lost thirty followers yesterday or something because I was doing me. Like it comes off as mean sometimes and not funny. Right. 
Um, but then you gain seventy the next day. I yeah, mean, that's the whole. I mean, like the thing. People, what, what do you guys? Think? I mean, here's my thing about Twitter. It's too much pressure for me. You don't feel the pressure. I've heard a lot of people say that. Um, why is it pressure? <laughs> I don't know. I put a lot of pressure on myself to keep it amusing or interesting. Yeah. yeah. Because I read all the things people write back. And so when people write back, you know, hey, enough with the self-promotion. You should be funnier. Right. I try to take that into, into consideration. A lot of times I'll just write back, fuck you. But, you know. But sometimes. But I read the stuff. I get, I, I know, I have friends that just tweet and just put it out there and don't think about it again. You know, and don't don't look don't necessarily look at what people are writing to them, or when people write to them, they just read it and just they don't respond. Are those know? comics? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what about yeah. I'm, like, like sometimes I worry about going. Now, Eddie, you might not worry about that. Sometimes I worry about going too dark. I'm just thinking, you know, and not mm-hmm. anybody, nobody I know is n- nobody in my family is on Twitter. Nobody, my nephew. Oh, thank God, no one in my family is on. Well, my mom is dead. Um, right. She might be on Twitter, though. She's on the Twitter in the sky. She's Twittering in the sky. That's beautiful. Huh? Dead people Twitter. Why must we Why must we mock your dead mother? My mother's dead. Let's go there. Um, no. <laughs> I didn't kill her. <laughs> Here's one you wrote uh, one day ago. What was it? Tweets of Attila the Hun. See? Just burned down the village. Now I'm going to fuck everybody. <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. That was a great one. I like everybody that one. is capped. Like Attila, Attila <laughs> is really gonna jump because that's like that's expressing here. That's a good example. That's expressing like a complete. And this is me, you know. And I think everybody like a complete um, upset. Like I'm gonna fuck every fucking thing. You know? You're gonna find a, just a hole in a tree and fuck it, and then I'm gonna Attila fuck the, the lady next to you, and then I'm gonna fuck the kid <laughs> next to her. I just found one that you wrote him. that doesn't have the word fuck in it. Ooh. How far did you have to go back? I, I, I had to go down the list quite a ways. Because right. right. a, a lot of a lot of a lot of it lately is cursy. I don't know why. My my girlfriend gives me a fun. lot of shit uh, for cursing. Uh, uh, in print. Fuck Karen. In print. Fuck <laughs> I don't she thinks it's I don't lazy. do it very often. Well, no? uh, lazy maybe, but de- definitely uh, in- inappropriate because, you know. Why is it? Young in- people read it. <laughs> I, do. I love that you have that moral <laughs> stance. <laughs> I still, you know, you still evolve- bust out a fuck every once in a while, yeah. but it's right. usually not about fucking. You no, know I, I mean? don't like to to do talk about fucking. Right. <laughs> Except for that one where you well, say you're gonna Tilly fuck everybody. It's Genghis Khan. See, that's the thing. You could you I couch you should a... do all your tweets as uh, as horrible from if, yeah, horrible a, historical figures. Then you can really be terrible. Figure who's fucking something? Then yeah, then it's yeah. a, the die is cast. That that person. You know, Jackie. It's fucked. interesting. You say you know you're afraid to go dark on Twitter because I went dark with. Um, with one, I said, my parents met at an AA meeting right. in Auschwitz. And I put all this shit on Facebook. I loved that one. I put all this shit on Facebook. Right, because it plays through, right? Do you have it set up to play through? I, do I don't. Retweet? I just retweet. Oh, okay. I just retweet. But anyway, I, and and I had a Jewish friend of mine in New York, friend in quote. She's no longer my friend, but she was furious. Like, what the fuck? That isn't funny. And some of the comments were like, you know, She's were wrong. also insensitive, and I just said, I just, I responded to her, and I said, Stephanie, I'll tell you what's worse than all the atro- atrocities in the camps. It's Kevin Pollock hosting Million Dollar Money Drop. <laughs> because, and so I went. I funny love that on show. Her. I love that show. Do, Do you, you really? 
What is that? <laughs> it's my favorite. You, you know what I like about is you? It you like don't you have know you? <laughs> Doug, Doug is very honest about what he likes because if I, I could let myself like that show, but I won't because I think it's so degrading. For oh, it's brutal. That's part yeah. of what I love about it. I know. You, you love know what that. I like? You is get these dumb couples to argue about these trivia questions. That okay. The questions are all like... Oh, it could be one or the other thing. Like uh, every once in a while, every once in a while, app on clearly. Facebook, Farmville, or uh, that's the one episode I saw. What's the most used app on Facebook, Farmville, or whatever the other Days shit is? Poking. And was it so? Farmville was the right answer. Farmville was the right answer. Long Farmville was the right answer. But the thing is, is here's what's so I love when the money it. drops. Here's what's so degrading about it is that they <laughs> now have actual <laughs> fucking money. Yeah, like falls from the sky. Yeah. No, well, they what they do is they give okay. the contestants a million dollars, like, and it's always a couple, two friends, a brother and sister, uh, you know, husband and wife. They give the two people a million to start a million dollars in cash, like and they then, hand it to them. No, it's sitting in front. Okay, of them. they're sitting. In front and of them. then the first question, there's four answers. Okay. And what they have to do is they have to spread their money out over what they think are the correct answers. You can put all your money on one answer, or okay. you can split it up a little bit. Okay. And you have to get through seven questions, and whatever money you have left at the end, you get to keep. And they always, wow. they almost they always, always lose it, it all, or get down to like they end up winning sixty grand or something because the questions get more and more like, well, it could be this or that, <laughs> and then. Also, if you don't know anything, then you're really screwed because this one you'll yeah. be able to answer without hesitation. Right. And so uh, uh, that they did last night, but the couple didn't know. And it was, which was the most recent Star Wars release? And the options were Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Empire Strikes Back, and um, uh, I can't even think of the what Revenge the of the was. Sith. No, Revenge of the Sith wasn't. Was it in Attack there. of the Clones? But Attack of the Clones is the, the right clones answer. Is the right right. But the couple was like, "Oh, let's see, um, um, uh, Empire Strikes Back. That's when we were little kids. So that it's not it." And I'm like, "Oh God, if they were little kids when Empire Strikes Back came out, they wow. may not really know much of anything about you know yeah. about if, these movies." Right. And then, uh, and then they they settled on putting half the money on Phantom Menace and half on clones. And so immediately lost, on the first question, they lost five hundred thousand dollars. And when and the oh, way they reveal the answer is that the bottom drops out and the money that's falls. Right. That's the right. money oh, drops wait. away. Yeah, it just. Oh. It just drops away from them, and then they're just stuck with whatever's left. And then they have to go, but they have to go through seven questions. And then the last one is a true/false question. Where last night it was, um, which of these came first, filet o fish <laughs> or egg McMuffin? Wow! And would you just put all your money on one of those two and be Cause, absolutely cause sure who, you're right? Because who gives a damn? I would have said filet right? fish. Yeah, it's filet fish. It was filet fish. But that's but one I, of the easier ones. Right. And oh, but the okay. weird thing is, is if you're By almost a on, decade uh, ahead of Ed McMuffin. And and if you're sitting on $500,000, you're like, I don't want to make that decision. How come I, can I just pass? You yeah. take 250 and I'll call but it But also the object must be not to put all your money on one thing unless you're really fucking, like, yeah. you want to, because but you, you want to have be, some money. It's the kind of questions you can't be absolutely sure, though. It's always right. like, which came first, Apple computers or Post-it notes? Yeah, they seem like they're about the same time. Is that an actual question? That's what the questions are like, yeah. Wow. I got to go Apple computers. And I think in that case it was Post-its maybe. (laughs) But I don't know. I don't know for sure. And here's – this is why I – the only game show I ever watch, Cash Cab. I like Cash Cab because it's always uh, people leave with like three hundred bucks, and so it doesn't matter. And it's just is a that game. with Ben? What's his yeah, name? Yeah, Ben Bailey. Yeah, he's great. He's great. It's he's super a pretty fun. Good he's really I good at driving the cab, and 
<laughs> no, I mean, because he no, really no. drives them to where they're going while oh, yeah. quizzing them right. in, in New York traffic. Like, they don't, they can't, they don't stop the traffic or right. anything. It's not against the law. I mean, it's against the law to be on a phone in New York, but you can, uh, you, you can. By the way, was that, whole, de- was a whole that game show in your cab. Was that developed to save money on, like, having a studio or something? No, like, I think it was just another I think it was just idea. thinking outside the box. Yeah. No, no, he auditioned for it. Oh, did he? Yeah, and I, I was, I was working with him in Atlantic City right before he, he got the gig and he they narrowed it down to him and another dude and then they made them both get their hack license before they decided which guy they were going to use wow and to get your hack license in in new york it's like you have you have you actually have to memorize all you know all the streets in all five boroughs you're kidding yeah, which I is, you you know the deal in England where they have to know every fucking nook and cranny of London. Yeah, and that's, out here. that's how it's York. supposed to be in New York. But now you get cab drivers all the time that like it's like any test. You could probably pass it and then forget right. it. And then you have a GPS. Yeah. And then and, there's and then new things get built all the time. So you're like, take me GPS. to this theater. If you say take me to the American Airlines theater, a lot of cab drivers won't know what that is. Right. Because right. it used to be. You know, the Bank of America Theater. (laughs) (laughs) Washington Mutual first. Yeah. (laughs) Then Wachovia, then Bank of America. But yeah, uh, that was really grueling for him to go through that to get to get the job. But because well, that's brutal. I, I don't know who the other guy was who didn't right, get the job, but he. I think he, it was he Kevin has Meany. His, he has his hack I think it was license. Kevin Meany. <laughs> it was between him and Kevin Meany, which is really right, cruel. Yeah. <laughs> really cruel to give a comedian a hack license right, right. and no job and no job. Oh, oh you're, yeah. a, you're a hack. Well, actually, you're a hack. You're but right. uh, but I do love that show too. Really? That's, that's the Cash only one I watch. Just because it. What is that on? This, I've never seen it. It's on all the time. It's yeah, and now they're playing it on United Airlines. Plays it a lot, so I see it on there. And so Ben is doing well with that. Yeah, yeah, oh, he's yeah, been yeah. doing it for years, and like I'd like imagine, years, I'd imagine his been? his personal appearance money is pretty good right now. Because who wouldn't oh, want to see the Cash Cab guy? Right. Yeah. And right. now lately. Now, lately, when they get in the cab, he's like, he acts all grizzled and weird. He's like, hey, welcome to my cab. He like acts like a cab driver for a few seconds before going, you're on cash cab. Like he, he does like character work. Because everybody recognizes him. Yeah, are the yeah. questions just, are they just all over the place? I've never seen it. Are they, they all over the place? Super general questions. Yeah. They're, yeah. yeah and, but, but they're I'm, mostly, I'd say mostly on the easy side. Right. But I uh, have seen people fail the easy like initial, it like get kicked out of the damn cab in three questions because if it's yeah. it's three strikes, essentially you get a free cab ride is what you're you're, you're aiming for. And um, if mm. you get three wrong in a row, they kick you out. They make the you cab get out no matter where you are and find another cab. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, it is funny. It's a but MTV if you make show? it all the way and you haven't gotten kicked out, you get whatever money you've accrued at that point. Then when it's time to get out of the cab, he always busts out the news. That they could have a double or nothing video, video question, yes. and uh, sometimes they've got two, three grand that it? they have to put on the line on a, on a double or nothing. I'd Would do it. Yeah. You do it. You'd go video. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah why not? Go for the biggie. Yeah, yeah, and well, it's the- and also the video questions. I I find them to be you know usually pretty easy, especially if you're in the cab with a couple other people. Yeah, if like you put your heads together and get, come up with the answer. Sometimes they do it to somebody who gets in the cab alone, and that's hard. But they also have a, you can right. you can phone a friend. On your mm-hmm. cell phone. And another thing a they have. Yeah, yeah, they have lifelines. Another mm-hmm. one that you can pull over and roll down the window and ask somebody on the street. Oh, of New York funny. City. Yeah. So it's a gimmicky game show, but what's the, there's not really big money in that one, it sounds. You, not you huge money. Like three or four grand. Yeah, yeah. Which when grand. you just got in the cab, you might as yeah. well, you know, yeah. whenever I take a cab in, in New York, I'm, I'm, I genuinely always wanted to be the cash cab. Because <laughs> who doesn't? Who doesn't want it to be the cash cab when you get in the damn thing? That would be nice. It would be nice. I love it. All right. I could talk about that all day. By the way, you want to talk about dorkdom? I am fucking obsessed with uh, Jeopardy. 
Um, I really? just tape it every old night. School. Old, school old school. Old school game. And, and I you just tape like, it? Yeah. I, and I then what, do, you, it. do you pause it ever? Yeah. Because it's so fast moving. I'd be tempted to just hit pause when I, when I think, oh, I think I know oh, that. Oh, you know the pause. No, I feel like that's cheating. <laughs> it oh, is. Right, right. But I watch it with my girlfriend. And it's just a couple thing where like, honey, it's like we're, I guess it means I'm getting <laughs> it's, old. It's it means like, you've honey, given up. It could be. It could be. I watch it with my parents because it's just like, oh, this will be easy to do. There won't be any conversation. But I have a brilliant – I think I have a really funny fucking idea. If you ever watch that show, the lamest thing about that show is when Trebek talks to the contestants about what they do. It is the most – and it's and it's unfailingly the most awkward uh, 30 (laughs) to a minute second. It's very truncated. There's not a lot of time. It's just amazingly stupid. Yeah. It's amazingly mundane. Like (laughs) I guess what they're – you know, how they're prepped is like, hey, do you have an interesting thing to say to Alex? And none of them ever do. Yeah, I hear you collect hats. Yes, I have seven. (laughs) Yeah, it's like that kind of thing. All right, let's play Jeopardy. But the best thing (laughs) – but the best thing is Trebek's response, like, uh, so uh, that's a Sherlock Holmes hat. You really like that? <laughs> and the guy will be like, I guess so. He'll laugh. I guess so. And Alex will be like, and then there's that awkward fucking pause, <laughs> pause. And it's just this horrible feeling you get as a viewer, like when you're watching people try to kiss or something and and one of them gets rejected. It's just it's just – I just thought a video of all those edited moments of Trebek would be funny. Oh, that would be really like, funny. Like a cinema like, paradiso like kind of end of the – 10 minutes of it. I don't know if you could do 10 minutes. But oh, you like, could because it's been on television YouTube, yeah. for 25 years. Just a YouTube clip of just the Just, just the, the awkward chitty chat. <laughs> it would just be amazing. It would you be. never get to the game. Now, do you find that the, the – the, uh, I have friends uh, – the the place I uh, my old day job was a closed captioning company and we used to close caption Jeopardy and the captioners who are some of the the most introverted human beings you'll ever meet a closed captioner will just sit there and just and they and they literally just listen to it you know ten minutes of it takes about eight hours to caption a half an hour show does it I mean unless you're really good then you can do, probably do it in four but the thing right. is is uh, they swore that Jeopardy has dumbed down. In the last fifteen years. Oh, really? Well, I feel well. Dumb if you now. watch the celebrity ones or the, the high school tournaments, easy. then it feels like it's dumbed down quite a yeah. bit. Yeah, but like college, but they, college, college tournament, is not, is not that easy. and the tournament of champions, and then regular shows. Are, the regular shows. I'm amazing. glad you think that because the regular shows. I am amazed, and I particularly have a weakness with geography. <laughs> I am amazed how little I fucking know in the world. Oh like, my god! I just watch Jeopardy, and I'm like, ah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Where Nebraska's neck to what state? Like yeah. shit like that. Like not even difficult shit, really. My Stuff my geographical should... knowledge particularly is very bad. And I have gaping holes in all of it. Like I know a little bit about everything. <laughs> right. I mean, I swear That's to God, we can talk too. about. It's. I mean, it's why this show is perfect because I'm a dork chameleon. I'll talk about anything because I got oh, like one story and of every piece. Of it's story. funny as a couple too because my girlfriend knows everything like she's really good with informational shit like that like she just and so do you guys yell out the answers while you watch yes so if someone do phrase it as a question no i never (laughs) phrase it as a question (laughs) 
That's Rin Tin Tin. It's really hard to get in before they do (laughs) and phrase it as a question. But I I, I often thought that someone outside our apartment just hears shit like multi-violence, George Clooney. Like, like just. Wow, they have the weirdest safe words. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They have a lot of safe words. Boy, they fuck a lot between 7 and 7.30. (laughs) (laughs) They start and stop a lot. They just break down, start to think of a new safe word, and start up again. They must be playing really rough. Their safe words are constant. <laughs> Did you guys know I know Barry Manilow's safe word? Not what? from personal. Yeah, apricot. Bullshit. Why does he need a safe word? He gets he gets crazy with his gay lover? I'm told he gets crazy. Is he, he gay? Crazy. He's oh, got to yeah, be gay. Yeah, he yeah, might yeah. be gay. No, he's super you gay. You know who I always thought was gay, but I always had a giant crush on? Dick Cavett. Not gay. He's not, not gay. gay. I didn't think he was not gay. gay. Mary, By the way, I was a little defeat, I guess. He is a feat. I watched, I've been Netflixing the old Cavett episodes, and he, I don't know if you guys ever did that, but his monologues are unbearable. <laughs> oh, they're, they're unbearable. He's they're, a good interview. He's a decent interviewer, but his monologues. Monologues are awesome. I love because he's eating it. He eats it night, yeah, show after show like, after show. But you just watch, he takes so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I own him. I, I have the, uh, and right now yeah. I'm listening to his, his book on, on, uh, audio talk show. He's got a new book out and he does the audio reading. Oh, and he's he written is, like 70 books, I bet, right? The well, guests are too. great though, from Robert Mitchum talking about getting framed for pot. Do, oh yeah. Do you know that story about Mitchum? No. That wasn't that, that long ago either, was it? Maybe. Especially you. I mean, he, 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 well, he got. He's been dead busted. for 20 years, hasn't he? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I think so. But, so, but, but I think it happened in like 83 or 84. Oh no, no, the 50s. The yeah. 50s is He was when a big pot guy. And so they didn't well, frame that ex- him. That they just the caught sleepy him. nature of all of his performances. <laughs> he was high. I like Mitchum. I liked him yeah, too, but, great. uh, but that was the thing about Cavett that's fun to watch is how James quickly Carter. he can ter- tell it, turn it into a story about him, no matter how big the person he's talking to is. I know it. It's awesome. He's talking to Mick Jagger and it's all about Dick Cavett. Right, right. He'll turn it around. The, the book on tape, you're just like, I I have met this. He's an incredibly funny guy, but he's a comic. And you're like, oh my god, he's a fucking tool, is what he is. He's hilarious, and so you tolerate a great deal from him. But you're like, your self-absorption is almost complete. It's like seamless. It's. And then on the Netflix DVDs, you have Cavett of Today introing Introducing them, them. And he just, <laughs> oh god. he just looks like... It's so funny about entertainment because you just watch people get old. Like whenever I watch the Oscars, uh, particularly with my dad, when I used to watch, when I used to be with my dad, he would just, he would only focus in on, God, he got old. And with Gavit, <laughs> with Gavit, his face just sort of looks like it's hanging now off his fucking face. His face is hanging off his face. I saw Tia Carrere. Uh, it was a great interview with John. <laughs> Speaking of people who look old. Speaking of people who look old, Tia Carrere, who was in, I think, the Wayne's World movie, right? Yeah, and uh, she, she was, um, you saw um, True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. She was like the hot, hot Asian Lord. lady in that. She's the hot Asian oh. lady. The yeah. lady that's not Jamie Lee Curtis. Right. There's, there's only the two ladies them, in there. Just the two of them. And Is then there's that dog anymore? that he punches. Oh, I no, don't know. She's, she's still hot, but she's you like, see I think she's Turner? 45 Older or 50. Hot. You see Kathleen Turner? What happened? <laughs> she got kind of big. <laughs> she got she big. Plays a, she plays a, uh, like a lesbian dog trainer in that in Marley and Me. <laughs> Does she? Yeah, it was just like, you got to tell your dog to respect you. You're Wait, yeah, wasn't yeah, she? No, funny. she was in Friends. Didn't she play? 
um, Dude, she Chandler's was in body dad. Heat. Wasn't she the body? I thought Morgan a... Fairchild was Chandler's dad. No, no, Chandler's mom was Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> Kathleen Turner played Chandler's dad after a sex change. Yeah, but she still hadn't bloomed up yet. Oh, like, she's, she's even big bigger now. now. She's okay. pretty big now. Genuinely. It was. I, I saw just a picture of her on the Broadway stage. I think it was a Tennessee Williams play. I forget which one. Cat on a Hot Tin Roof for one of the Williams plays, and uh, I was just like, "Holy fuck!" Kathleen Turner looks like Jerry Lewis during that illness. It was, you know what I mean? It was who's afraid. Virginia Woolf and I saw it. Oh, really? You yeah, saw her? Yeah, yeah. How was it? It was. Uh, it was all right. It wasn't. You know. It was. It was no. Mean, uh, mean. It was no Elizabeth Taylor. And yeah. have you seen other productions of it that are over the years? I've seen it a lot of times. So, oh, really? That was the other thing. Do I you did. like it? You like? I, it? I, I, I like parts of it, but I, I this last time I was like, oh, maybe I've seen it too much because I was kind of bored. It was kind of long piece. and boring to well, me. Well, Tennessee Williams yeah. is so fucking depressing to me. I, I, I know no, that I I'm supposed think, to like it. Did he do Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? No. No, no I was thinking Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Right. Sorry yeah, about yeah. that. Um, I who, saw who, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof once in uh, San Francisco during uh, Fleet Week, and that's they, it was on that day where the the. Everybody Blue Angels in. or whatever fly, they oh, buzz right. the city and it makes it really loud. It's just very mm-hmm. loud. And so they came out and made an announcement for the play, you know, hey, there's going to be the planes Angels. buzzing, buzzing yeah. the theater. And whenever it happens, we'll just try to like pause and then yeah. move on. And yeah. it was so crazy because every few minutes, <laughs> like this really loud rush any while they're doing shit? this. Was it funny? Well, yeah, because it was ridiculous. It like didn't, ma- it didn't make any sense. I mean, it reminds right. me, I saw a Shakespeare. At least planes existed in the, in the context of the story, oh, but the true. characters don't mention it. Right, they can't. I saw <laughs> the Tempest living. over here in Barnsdale Park. You know where that place is? Um, up on no. in Los Feliz. It's uh, okay. They, they do Shakespeare up there, and uh, so this happens, and they know this happens. Helicopter, you know, the LAPD. Yeah, yeah. Right. Paris Hilton will do something, and then the helicopters are hovering <laughs> for hours. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. exactly what that is. I always think they're chasing criminals, but maybe they're chasing. No, sometimes people. they are. Okay. But but yeah. remember when this Paris kept coming there. and going from prison? Okay. And she'd go to her house and then she'd yeah. leave her house. There, there was constant, because like, I lived close enough that there was thwap, constant thwap, 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 thwap. Yeah, helicopters okay. over Oh, really? Yeah, it was like Saigon. <laughs> Miss wow. Saigon. Wouldn't it, yeah, if, now, Miss Saigon, if that would have been, you could have watched that and that had the helicopters. That would have been great. I saw, uh, an, I, I saw a production of Chess, uh, the musical Chess. Wow, I've never seen that. I've seen it mm-hmm. in London in 1989. Uh, the original production, and then I saw it uh, in Silver Lake in a black box theater. <laughs> How was that? Uh, I've always enjoyed it. <laughs> One night in Bangkok. It's uh, it's a guilty yeah. pleasure, people. I enjoy uh, Murray I enjoy... Head. Murray Head. Yeah, that's the name of the guy that's right. saying One Night in Bangkok, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. He played the uh, he played the American chess player. Yeah. It's uh, it's fascinating. I I I want to I want to see more theater. I want to. I'd love to. I'd love to see it, but I. Um, I also want to sit around my house. Yeah, so. it's, it takes a lot of time and money to see theater. In L.A., it's a little rough, yeah. See theater. Though every time I go anywhere in L.A. and I see theater, I'm like, this is where the aging people are. Because uh, you know how you, like, you don't see them in clubs or, or restaurants. You know what? I'm always surprised how good it is out here. It's good. It's pretty good. The theater? Yeah. It better be. I mean, are you kidding? Not bad. It's not as I mean, good as it not- should be. You think, you I, yeah, considering yeah. everybody's here, yeah, everybody's, everybody's here. We, we still get the touring productions of most musicals. We don't get like the original version. That Maybe. is weird. Very often, every once in a while. I saw a production of Noises. There's a great theater in Glendale. Do you know Noises Within? They I've heard of Noises that. Within, and they yeah. did Noises off. <laughs> <laughs> we only do shows with Noises or Within in the title. <laughs> what a weird theater. 
<laughs> awesome. And it was very good. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's my favorite thing about Los Angeles is the mm. sheer enormity of talented human beings. That's true. That man. I, was it three Christmases ago I did a it's weird. It's kind of scary, actually. I, I saw, uh, Victor, people dressed in Victorian garb singing acapella Christmas, uh, whatever at some, event that I was doing, right? I was, I was I was doing a corporate downtown at some fancy club. Well these four people show up, uh, and it was amazing. They could they sang the hell out of that song, man. They were I mean <laughs> but I don't There's I mean, some kind of weird shit they do Edwardian get togethers. Yeah. Have but, you heard about that shit? They do these Edwardian get togethers. Where people dress up in a people Edwardian dress dress? up in that yeah, and you can't come in your car. You gotta just walk there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's steampunk. Yeah. Uh, okay. So steampunk, if I'm not wrong, is when someone has a giant steampunk. typewriter uh, and it's on a dirigible. Is that correct? Is that <laughs> what do you like know? That. Steampunk. I have no idea. It's what an you're Edwardian about. thing. It's oh. a. It's a. It's like there, there's a lot of like steampunk cool, on, on steampunk. TV. It's okay, but I mean, I, I've been watching a lot of murder shows lately because I've been on the road a lot, and so I'm just sitting there. You mean true crime shit in your hotel room? No, no, I don't do true crime because that would be too scary. I do uh, crap crime, like uh, Nancy Drew, like NCIS marathon. Oh, yeah, no, it's I don't terrible. like that shit. I no, like no. the yeah, true yeah. crime show. I have an obsession with that, too. You like, like the true crime shows? Uh, yeah, there's something wild just watching people murder each other in real like just like ah oh, like the the spouses always think they're gonna fucking be able to get away with killing their their spouse and isn't it always I, yeah wouldn't you be too? the number one suspect yeah like it's kind of hard to dodge that <laughs> but they always try they always do yeah, and like they that's they can the first get around person it. they look at isn't it isn't it the like, yeah yeah it's usually their spouse or their well, brother i love to kill the person more the person <laughs> right <is very> <laughs> i've been living with this guy for nine years i'm gonna take i just him out. love the double aspect i love people's double lives like he was a de- they always start these shows they're always like he was a respectable dentist <laughs> in the small town of mamaronek new york but what his wife, Julie, didn't know about him, is he also liked fucking puppies, or whatever it is. So like, is it the same, though? Isn't every episode kind of the same, or yeah. what, what What draws you to it? It's, um... Mm. He's just looking for ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... Because it's... Is it the psyche? Is it the psychological... Well, you know, I've always had a fear, and I don't know what this is about, of being in jail. And, like, it's something That's about... a valid fear, mm-hmm. I think. I don't... I don't know. What I mean, that... maybe some people don't have it, but I, I, I guess some people are, live such perfect lives that they don't necessarily think that they could possibly end up in jail. But you, you just just now on the news, some guy got uh, granted he was black, so we don't have that problem. But some nineteen-year-old mm. guy got hauled in for like picked for up nothing. for rape, and the and the girl kind of the, on the witness stand was kind of like, yeah, you know, or the lineup. She right. looked at him and went, I think that's him. And he's been, he, he was in jail for was 30 that, years. Oh, that guy in He Texas. got a 75 year sentence. And he did 30 years and got paroled. And then like a day or two after he got paroled, a DNA testing proved that he was innocent. Yeah. You see, that gives me perspective <laughs> on me getting angry at SNL because that's a real reason. To that's get a real angry. thing to be mad about. Yeah, yeah. That's that, right. that happened to that poor guy. Yeah. SNL, that's right. SNL. That's a first like, world problem. Why get so angry? Just kind of walking through SNL. Is but not, that's your field. You're a comedian, not true. a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> They're not mutually exclusive. I, I was know. never drawn to rape. Oh, I, I am. Well. Like real rapists are so mad that that guy got caught. <laughs> That guy didn't even really rape anybody. What a 
What a wuss. He didn't earn it. He didn't earn But you know what? He spent 30 years in yeah, prison. Yeah, and He's they're going to give him a lot of money or a good amount of money, but it's still it, that. It, how much money can pay for that? For 30 years because he went in 19 and what is he now? 50? Supposedly, Texas the has the highest, <laughs> has the bar the highest on money that they pay for, you know, people who oh, are incarcerated the wrongly. Yeah, that right, because they also do lot. it the most. <laughs> I'm but guessing. You know what? You always hear those guys come out of jail. At least this is what I've heard. They come out and they're like, you know, I, I'm just grateful and I thank God that I, na-. like, you never hear them coming out going, they're so happy I am to be so out. No, no, fucking it was an, pissed. It was an article in the American Airlines thing that interviewed one of those guys <laughs> and he was like, I'm really mad. I'm genuinely, but I, I have to try to deal with it because now I'm out here and I don't want to get put back in. By yeah, yeah. How mad I am. Yeah, two and, strikes. All right. First, you didn't rape somebody. (laughs) Then you got mad at a grocery clerk and raised your voice. Right. We're putting you back uh, in jail. Don't they take that first strike away? You'd think they'd take that first strike away. So, hey. Yeah, so good luck to that guy. (laughs) Man. I, uh, yeah, 45 people. They've had 45 people, but, uh, disproven through DNA, uh, on Texas that have served time. Disproven. I mean, well, uh, I, I'm not saying it correctly. It's, it's, they've been released oh, okay. because of, uh, DNA evidence now. So. There you go. Good. Hey, what's in this file cabinet thing over here? Do you have like a bunch of Dewey Decimal cards? <laughs> I, I, it's pretty It's like, jokes, a, li- it's like a library. Jokes? Is that like Joan Rivers joke stuff? <laughs> man, that was ridiculous, wasn't it? Oh, that was insane. Cause also, I didn't see so it. I many of them clip. are worthless, you know? And she's got like a whole file on like Tony Danza. Hey, like, how often do you need a Tony Danza joke that, that doesn't include Angela? I know, I know, I know. But I know that feeling that you want, like, you want, like, tangible evidence that you have. <laughs> jokes. Do you, uh, you know that. Joan like, Rivers, by the way, on Netflix streaming. Jokes. You're like it's a security blanket. But she is an she is an amazing like she 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 does know her way around a joke for sure. She just kind of I feel yeah. she's concentrated on too much frivolous stuff. You know, like you mean her subject matter is yeah. Just like when like, I was a kid and I'd see her on on the Tonight Show, she'd be doing jokes about Elizabeth Taylor. You know, and how fat she is or how whatever. Much she has. Yeah, and it's just like uh, this doesn't seem like something anyone would. Did be you see? You in. saw the movie. I didn't see the movie. Piece yet. of work, yeah. Good. It's it's really good. You have to look at Joan Rivers for a couple hours, but uh, uh, yeah, that's not easy. She's kind of. You could uh, also. And just... there's even a, a no makeup scene, like with close ups. Yeah. Oh, Which she let crazy. that happen. Huh? Yeah, yeah. She she she's smart. She's like, why make a movie that's just like some big tribute to me? Why not just show what what I'm really what like she really is. and what I really do? So and who's it ballsy shows, of her? And it shows how she's old Kathy Griffin. She's just like constantly mm. wants to work, constantly writing jokes. You know, and and constantly, what I heard is that her insecurity, like like I heard that she's just so fucking insecure. Well, That's why she doesn't say no to her. any job. Yeah, she, she wants to no work to four anything. times a day. She wants to wake up and do QVC. She wants to go to a book signing. Then she wants to do two shows, and then she wants to get on a red eye and do it somewhere else the next day. Yeah, and it's and all running from take... the pain. I'm guessing. Right. That's and, what I'm guessing. Like her husband too. committed suicide. Right. That's and, what I'm guessing. Too. And you know what? It's never going to be enough. It's never enough. She's sitting yeah. at that table writing those checks, fifty thousand dollars check she's right she's like i can to never what? stop to like all of her staff she sends all their kids to school yeah she's incredibly oh, generous she's she lives in a very she's palatial a home she's a philanthropist i guess uh, no it's more like I, she I takes care more, of the people that, she, yeah, she, that she work t- for her yeah they're her family but the thing is is you look at that woman who's her personal the main personal assistant i got and you're like that woman <laughs> never gets to not answer the phone that woman is on twenty-four hour call. But it does sound like a great portrait of a of a it's stand-up a great, comedian, like, it's a great like someone portrait. who can't 
ever get kind of happy type of thing. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. really you'd love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it might make you happy. <laughs> right. The hole inside of her is not comedy shaped, and it will never mm. be filled by whatever the fuck she's she doing. does. She talk about her husband committing suicide a, a little, little bit. Yeah. She stays bit, away a little bit. Mm. But she's yeah. there's some parts of it though where she's just like it's laugh out loud funny at times. Like, yeah. Really? Like, watching like they show her doing her her current act or whatever. Yeah. She swears a lot, you know. Yeah. She's like the female Eddie Pepitone. <laughs> I did her like, act is pretty angry. It was hilarious. It's, all, it's huh? all like a lot of yeah, you know, like you know, it used to be she'd say I don't know if she says it anymore, but her thing used to be can we talk? Oh and right, she, yeah. And she just complain about oh, everything. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. and that, well, she was in Wisconsin, and uh, she was in Wisconsin at an Indian casino, and I was like, I would do that Indian. Why are you there? Is what I'm wondering. Well, because like, then it's a really, I mean, it's a great gig for her because even people in an Indian casino are even. More likely, right. older people that drink and gamble are going to know who she, they're going to. They know, know who she is, yeah. and that guy who heckled her at this. She got heckled in Wisconsin at this Indian casino. They showed it, and they showed it, and she took him apart. Yeah. but it was like you could tell from the look. Have you ever looked in the audience <laughs> and you're like, that guy didn't want to come. That guy's like, why was do I want to go here to this potty mouth? Yeah, that was totally him. He's like, I got beer at home. Why do we have to spend fifty bucks to come see this old lady was swear? Was it an interesting heckle exchange? Yeah. Uh, yeah, from her point great, of view, she but buried the guy. She completely nice. buried him. Just started screaming at him, and the audience loved it. And then afterwards, she was it. full of remorse. Yeah. And you're like, "Don't be full of remorse. He was an idiot. You took him apart. That's how the game is played, my friends." I mean, and, and you know, she, I don't think she overreacted. Mm-mm. No, and yeah. it was fun to watch. And it was super fun to watch. <laughs> it was super fun to watch. Ah. Uh, you know, the audience gets a special experience when that happens. That's I don't, I don't, true. I don't like it happening and I don't enjoy it while it's happening, but I, I certainly appreciate the special drama that pe- and they, people when you're, witness. when you're involved in it. Yeah. When I'm screaming at somebody because they won't shut you up. You do something. it pretty well though. You, you kind of, you're witty. I, I just kind of go to people with the, like, I'll just go, <laughs> like, I'll make. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I, kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I've seen you do that. What That's did awesome. I ever do to you? It shuts them up, though. It's great. The way you deal, Eddie, it's great. Yeah, but there are times, though, where I get too angry back, and that makes everybody uncomfortable. And kind of makes me right. Well, that's the thing. Guy. It's like you, your act is already like, isn't it fun? How angry this guy is. So if you're yelling at a real person that's sitting there, <laughs> yeah, then then that could start to feel like, oh, th- now that... this is genuine anger. This is what ha- happened to me. Like I'll, I'll I'll be funny, funny, funny with the heckler. But if they have that thing where they're drunk and they won't shut up, I lose it. I lose it occasionally where I'll get legitimately angry, genuinely angry yeah, yeah. at the dude. And then that happens to me too. And then yeah, it's not too. good. Yeah, but How do you, I, I'm do you lucky. Do? I'm lucky in that my regular act isn't angry. So when I do get legitimate angry, everybody gets, for the most part, they That's get what's going on. Point. But there's still always somebody that comes up to afterwards going, "Was that set up?" <laughs> you know? Especially when it Was goes horribly awkward? and it isn't yeah. funny at all. Right. And people get thrown go, out. Oh, you do that all the time. It'd be funny if you go, let me introduce you to Bill Fredericks, everybody. <laughs> Bill Fredericks, who tours the country with me. Because yeah. <laughs> you could. My 37th minute on Bill stay. has an actual drinking problem. Yeah, you could never plan. You could never have. You could, you, there's no comic could, you couldn't have, you could have shills that try to help your performance, but to tour with somebody who heckles. And like that's the gag, like you're trying to get laughs off of it because right. it's always as soon as you're interacting with somebody in the audience, everyone else in the audience is so confused. It all just yeah. becomes so like, what is happening? Why you know? It's an entirely different experience. Like the comics who start right from the get go talking to the people, 
then that's the theater experience that they're hand- handling. But I, I don't ever talk to the audience. Oh, you don't? I, I got nothing to say to them. I, I got used jokes. To not be, chop, chop. I used to be like that, too. <laughs> it's a, Now I, I love to I love Do you love to chitter chat with them? Going it's right, a, right. What, what do you want? I did it. My favorite, my favorite heckler story recently <laughs> is probably three, <laughs> three years ago. I'm in northern Michigan, and this guy, mm. there's two drunk guys in the front row. Northern there, Michigan, that already sounds cold Indian and casino, desolate. <laughs> Indian casino in June. It was lovely. Oh. And it was very beautiful. But uh, the uh, it doesn't matter because the two dudes are. Did they interrupt your act with, like, plant closings? <laughs> Hi, uh, Jackie, could you just announce this to the crowd? It's all tourism up there in the UP. It's but they were just they were they were talking to each other and they were talking at me and then they talking to each other and I couldn't get it and I had been told going in that I couldn't swear and that I couldn't do anything to the so I tried to shut him up and then at the end of it and there was no there was no bouncer and it's in any casino there's almost always a bouncer but the, but when I got to essentially like level four I was like dude we're done we're uh you gotta. And I said to the sober of the two, can you just take him out of here? And he goes, nope, deal with it. And I literally oh. saw red spots in front of my <laughs> eyes. And I fell to my knees, made the sign of the cross, and I prayed him out of the room. Are you serious? Yeah, that was my way of dealing with it. Because I was oh, like, Oh, that's Fuck a you. great new way of dealing. It that's is Christian am- stand-up. <laughs> that is like a- just when someone heckles you, you fall to your knees and just start praying. And guess what? Our uh, fathers no who fighting, are in heaven. <laughs> that's just as funny there's to me. No a Christian stand- Our Father who art in heaven. I've done Please the- <laughs> bless this man away from this room. I've I was done the classic to- dropping the dropping the mic from you know Ooh. from a. Reasonably high height. height. Yeah. <laughs> so it just goes boom on the stage oh. and then walking off. I've done that a few times. Yeah, Have you just, huh? just left? We just got so did you leave? so angry that I just leave, left. Yeah. Yeah. I heard uh, Barrett did that uh, down San Diego. Really? Yeah. At There used to be that fourth and B down there. Mm-hmm. It didn't pay anything. Gaslight District? Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Love it. Uh, yeah, the gig was- <laughs> <laughs> You love drunken disorderlies. You're like, when is Fleet Week? Let's go to San Diego. Oh, God. That would be the worst. It was. Uh, I can't do that stuff. Where where it's the like the gaslight district. What would you say to me? That's a bad place for comedy. It's yes, a terrible place so. for comedy because there are like already the people running around drunk, and then right. they and then there's somebody yeah. yells at them to come into the club. So they don't know right. what they're seeing. They, so know. what happened with Barrett? No, no, he well, um, it's and he wasn't alone. A lot of people mm. uh, because what they would do is there'd be an MC and a feature, and then mm. they take an intermission. Yeah, and everyone would line up for booze, and then after the intermission, the mm. bar would close, and the headliner would go on, <laughs> and uh, invariably, like- people would start leaving if they don't care for the headliner because they can't get any more booze, and they know that's the last act. They're bored now. And they all got in free because they paper the crap out oh, of it. Oh, 1,200 people. Yeah, it's 1,200 people. Yeah, it might be even it's more than that. It's just a recipe for yeah. shit. Well, and usually what would happen is people just sort of stream out and the comic on stage can't really see because the lights are bright and the right. people that sit up front would stay. So it would be fine. Right. But it was always like sometimes when I – because I, I did it as a what headliner and this? a feature. It's called 4th and B. Oh, okay. It's like a – now it's owned by the House of Blues people. And right. And they, they probably still do comedy shows there, but it's like headliner comedy. Like, yeah, I, uh, I haven't like – uh, I only Martin featured there. Something. And it's the sweet spot because what you end up doing is you do the only comedy spot in the show, which is after the MC and before the intermission. And yeah. that's the only good spot in the whole show. And then the MC goes up after the intermission, does another five or ten minutes, and then the headliner gets up. And there's no way that you could keep their attention. They're just, I mean, the bar's closed. They've already seen 40 minutes of stand-up comedy. They're, in their minds, they're done. So, yeah. 
it's so I think he I had gotten enough notoriety by the time I headlined there that okay. I that I that had my, respect. my headline set wasn't too bad there. Yeah. But and but, this is yeah. easily ten. But I years saw ago. it happen a lot of times to other people. That, yeah, and slow, I heard Stanhope slow walkout. And uh, and and Stanhope uh, made the mistake, I guess, of saying, "What well, do you guys want to see the feature again?" And they started cheering. Oh God! And mm. and then he lost his temper and said, "You don't fucking walk me. I walk you." And then he did an hour of horrifying, horrifying material, no doubt. <laughs> and he walked like eleven hundred of the twelve hundred people, or whatever. But those those last hundred got the show, oh, show of their lives. They got show the their show lives. of their lives. They love that. Oh man, that is hilarious. So let's uh, let's talk about where, where uh, guys people can see you. I mean, you got Doug loves movies, which is is that weekly. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, and yeah, and um, most weeks. Is it Doug Loves Movies on um, iTunes? Obviously, yeah, but iTunes, or a, you can a, just go to douglovesmovies dot com, or you yeah, know, there's and a, just find it. There's a bunch of ways you can get it, but it's it's pretty much weekly. And every once in a while, we do like one where we go out on the road somewhere and do it for in front a of an live audience, version, right? I've I mean, done it's that always one. in front of an audience, but but sometimes we go out. You know, oh, is it always live in front of an audience? Every once in a while, I'll do like a in-studio one, like because because I'm like the show that's on right before Comedy Death Ray every week at UCB. Oh, okay. Is it every week? Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, Comedy Death Ray, I want to put something else in there, like uh, oh. Brett Gelman's one-man show oh, or something okay. in that slot. Okay. So then that week, I'll just go and like like I'll do my podcast from another. Uh, another podcast pr- perspective. Like, so we'll do it in their venue. Like, I'll do Never Not Funny and I'll do Douglas Doug movies, movies in the, in Never, the Never Not, Not Funny Space. studio okay. with Matt Belknap and Jimmy Pardo as the guests. Okay. And, and I'll do that, like, crossover episodes. Or, like, recently we, I did one with, you know, Scott Ackerman has this thing called Earwolf. And now uh, right. he has, like, three new shows on there. So I had the hosts of all three shows. Okay. In Earwolf doing my show. Right. And it's funny because people write to you, when you do a show with no audience, they write to you, oh, that was such a refreshing change of pace, or oh, that was terrible, I love it with right. an audience. Then you go back to doing it with an audience, oh, that was so glad to have the audience back. Oh, the audience ruins it. Like, the, the opinions are like, and I'm just like, All well, the yeah, just enjoy opposed. the variety aspect yeah, yeah. of it. Right. And, yeah, yeah. Just, we're mixing it up. Trying, Be happy trying that to stay out of my face. It's not the same damn thing every time. Yeah. So, and, and, and what about, this will probably go up next week, are you working um, out? Where's the next place people can see you do stand What do you mean this will probably go out next week? We're well, I, I got schedule are you running? I got bandwidth issues on the, on Libsyn, so uh, I don't get. I don't understand that. I never have. I do one a week, and I never have bandwidth. Well, issues. maybe maybe I need to get a compressed more. But because, I also don't uh, do it. I don't do any of that physical stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't either. I got. Oh, I should probably tell people it's Mike Rickberg and uh, Pat Brady. Mike Rickberg uh, did the. Uh, this is where I like to. <laughs> Like through the credits somewhere during the show. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, Mike Rickford is people uh, have to sit through. He does the intro music and the closing music, and then uh, uh, Pat Brady does the audio. And thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, you're doing vital work. So yeah, but Pat does the um, does the audio, and it's I only get 400 megabytes or whatever. I don't understand what's happening, but uh, I don't have enough, and I got to wait till the 10th before I think this will go out. I used, I, think think, I used to think that like you'd have to pay for more bandwidth based on how many people listen, but it's it's all about how long the episodes are. Right. Because like Joe Rogan pays a lot for bandwidth because his show, he does two hours every week. He does? Yeah. Wow, that's a yeah. lot. He and the guests, I, I assume bullshit. most of his guests get high with right. him so and then just... they just talk for two hours. They ever talk about it's like where fun. the good I, I had a good time when from... I did it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah? he's, you know, Joe is like, he's super smart, but also... A, huge pothead so it's like a interesting 
mix yeah. of intelligence and paranoia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's, you know, and the things that he's into, like he's really into into you know f- fight UFC fighting. And he's great at doing really? the. Uh, oh, right. He's a black belt. Rogan, he's great at doing the yeah. commentary on those things. I know. Yeah, so he's. Uh, Do you get into UFC fighting? I, I've gone. I've gone because I Joe gets me spe- tickets, and I love it. Oh, you've it. gone live. Yeah, yeah. Do you have, what's that like? Do you have so like a great. It's so, that you it's hold so in front it's of you. It's so violent, and terrible. It's so violent, and, and you're just terrible. sitting there yelling for more. It's so much fun. Wow. Roman Coliseum days. Like, yeah, it's really, But these guys are so tough that like I've seen more than one fight where the guy who wins is the one that lets the other guy punch him in the face until he gets tired, and then he and then he takes him down. Wow. Like I'll let this like, other guy tire himself out, like broken. hammering me in the face. <laughs> Broken bones don't mean shit to them. They, they're just, they're just, uh, you know, monsters. They're animals, right. zombies. They, they they're are zombies. Really <laughs> animal, animal zombies is a great way yeah, to put it. But then you meet them after, and they're super nice. They're super nice. <laughs> they're really nice guys. Nicest guys they're in the just, world. That's they, they because they train issues. and focus, well, and they try to kill each other. Well, they've gotten all their fucking aggression out. So yeah. after those fights, they're like, "Hey, hi, Doug. I really like." <laughs> they get some of them get disappointed when the other when the other guy taps out like you know and they end the fight like they want they, they want I want it more? to end in a knockout I want to knock this person out I want to go toe to toe until we're both a bloody pulpy mass and then <laughs> one of us falls over that's how we end oh, this thing Oh it's so much fun to watch and the it, only sport I watch is X games which I really like Oh those are cool Yeah so I, 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 I like all that. that stuff but uh, that stuff scares me just because you know when it goes wrong it goes so horribly wrong oh People my God, get they're, hurt They're well, 400 they, feet they, up they, in the air they'll, they'll they'll do like you know three flips or like a you know they do the one called the superman where the guy's on the bike but then he just lays out flat like he's flying like superman and then he gets yeah. back on the bike before it hits the ground you know it's yeah. like or they do the double like um Dave Mira did the the the, the double flip on yeah. his on his little BMX bike. Yeah, you know his little uh, ET. Nothing you know, that's motorized should flip flip twice in the air like that. Like oh, that is, those guys so on the crazy. on the on the dirt bikes. Oh, yeah, it's nuts. It's, but I don't even understand how Dan Mira got to because Dan Mira was pedaling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pedaling. Well, thing. he goes down a ramp first, right? And then right. But how does he get up? Fa- who, who's how <laughs> fast? I know it's, it's the a, kind of thing where, like, how do you game. practice that? You have to right. nail it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> is it like Jackass? Basically, the X Games. Or? It is without, it but is, without you know, without, without snorting with without, fall, without without the accidents. It's like trying to land it. Right, right. right. You know, jackass, right. they're always they try trying to, to wipe, wipe out. Wipe yeah. out. Trying to get hit in the nuts every single time. This time they're not trying to do it. It's it's. Yeah, right. it's ridiculous. Did you see Jackass 3D? I did not. Oh, did you? so good. It was? <laughs> I love it. I don't like the parts where they try to make the themselves sick. You know, they, they like oh, eat a bunch of eggs things. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like that. Sobby. I yeah, saw them I do like that. that in the first one. Yeah, I don't like that. But the but when they like the when they knock each other down. Yeah, like or like when one of them will just be casually walking down the hallway <laughs> and Wee Man will go, "Hey, dude," and he's like, "Hey," and then a giant hand smashes, <laughs> smashes, you know, and he's holding like food, and this right. giant hand smashes him, and the food goes everywhere. It's like the oh, fuck. and they all laugh at him, and then he he laughs. Oh, you got me. But you know what I mean? Like most most of your friends growing up, the pranks yeah. don't involve. Knocking giant you hands. on your ass with a giant yeah, hand when you yeah. least expect it. I heard that Paul Newman, uh, Robert Redford got a brand new car and Paul Newman had it towed away, compacted and crushed into a, like, did the, the <laughs> punk thing <laughs> for real. You see, that I would like. And then brought the car back and parked it in Robert Redford's uh, driveway. <laughs> 
and Robert Redford, I guess, said nothing. I don't think that's true because I've never heard that story. That would be a really wild story. can't be true if Eddie didn't hear it. (laughs) What I will do is I will find that. I've got a Google search engine that's to die for. Yeah, look that up. Look that up. Find out if that's really true. Okay. But the joke is they're both so filthy rich they just mm, laughed it off. Right, right. Because Robert Redford, uh, (laughs) the next day, had it put on Paul Newman's roof. So it does sound far fetched. I will find it. And, yeah, yeah. And make sure. That's amazing if all that really happened. Yeah, yeah. It's. A, I will find but the car. I thought you, they if, just if made you, popcorn. <laughs> if you love the other. car so much spoon that you spoon. put great like uh, mementos in there, like Redford put like his first wife's ashes in the glove <laughs> compartment or some shit like that, and Newman just fucking compacts everything. It isn't so fucking funny, you know? Like Redford's got Every, his first dog's Eddie teeth Pepitone likes in to the... Uh, and just he's got his it. first dog's teeth on the dashboard. Yeah, did you hear Redford took Paul Newman's casket with him in it? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Redford Threw it into the Grand Canyon. <laughs> This was a practical joke on Joanne Woodward. <laughs> and she just laughed it off because they're rich. They're so fucking they're rich. so rich. It's just fun to fuck with each other. On the Sauls of Money alone from Newman's own <laughs> Joan Woodward. The Sauls of Money. Sauls. You realize that all the profit went to some sort of good cause. Uh I don't want to stop the conversation, but we're at an hour, you guys. We're already at an hour. Oh yeah. my god! I mean, we're just getting this is warmed ridiculous. up for crying out loud. And uh, what about what about the long shot with Sean Conroy and yeah, Eddie tell us about that. Is that once a week as well? <laughs> that is once a week. We're on a little bit of a hiatus, which I've been told podcasts shouldn't do, but we always take. Is, is that true? Don't take a break. You got to keep what, the momentum. That's what someone, Joan Rivers you know that is kind of true because we there's four of us. It's me, Sean Conroy, uh, Amber Kenny. Uh, and Jamie Flom, and it's a real rag. That last name is made up. <laughs> Jamie Flom. It sounds like a dessert. And it's a ragtag group. Like I'm, yeah. I'm called the Bitter Buddha. Conroy is the prone cynic, and then Amber is this young, really positive. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. Keep She's going. She's very positive. Like yes, I, you know, everything is good. And and then I'm going, well, shit, it is. And and then Flom is uh, this guy who is just trying. That's to, a guy, Jamie Flom. Yeah, is a he's guy. trying to do. Anyway, That's it's a not... funny. I, you know, I think it's a pretty good listen because where we have four, <laughs> I think it's pretty good. You we, might want to try it. You don't know. Why not? But we're going to start up again probably the end of January, and then it is once a week. The long shot, uh, right. longshotpodcast. I usually uh, uh, recommend a book. Eddie Pepitone, you got a oh, book you're Oh, this reading? is a fun part. This is a fun part. It's one of my favorite parts is what should people be reading or watching or Okay, playing? I'm going to give you one because one of my – I love fucking political books and oh, yeah? this is the best one. My favorite political author right now is Chris Hedges and the book is called The Death of the Liberal Class. And it is such a great book about what is going on in the United States now. And the other book by Hedges that I love is called The Empire of, Empire of Illusion, which talks about what's going on in this country. And I All right. They it. talk about how the poor don't want to tax the rich because they still are holding out hope that they'll be rich someday and they don't want to be taxed. That's how that's, that, that's that, a, that is essentially that's a little it. bit of an element of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's you know, when I was a kid, my dad always said, you know why di- dictators work? Because they don't give anybody time to think. That's why. Everybody. Everybody's working for a living. They're always working. There's no time to overthrow the government. This this country, too much sitting around. Uh, <laughs> you know so I read father? political books. I read political books, and the other thing I read all the time is about Hollywood history. Love Hollywood history. I'm writing a, I'm reading a book now about 
Hollywood writers who who came here and Ben Hecht and all these guys who came well, from the New called? York. Um, it's just called Hollywood Writers from 1950 to okay. 85, something like that. But I love the Hollywood history here, the 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 um, history of the movies and stuff. All right. How about you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Benson? What do you got? Oh, I'm reading Eddie Pepitone's tweets. Here's another one he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> When's that? He wrote, I out? tour the country telling children to get lap band surgery. <laughs> What do you think of that one? I liked it. I couldn't say it without laughing. Right. You tour the country telling children to get lap band surgery. People didn't like that one? Well, the way I judge them is that people, if If they they get retweeted a lot. Yeah. You you I thought that was fucking funny because lap band surgery is so brutal. It's so brutal. children shouldn't get it. (laughs) And you shouldn't be doing a tour based on encouraging them to get it. That's why I thought, The whole tweet is glorious. That's why I thought my parents met in an AA meeting at Auschwitz was funny. That's good times. Because why why would there be an AA meeting in Auschwitz? Like that's a self-helpy type of Right. No one should be offended by that because it's so not true. How could that ever have been? What the? After each tweet, your next two or three tweets should be explaining why that was funny to you and why people should enjoy it. I more. really almost want to. Yeah, because it's it's you really have to go into into depth. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right, now you're both looking at your phones. Yeah, I so. um. Uh, oh, there's another one. That starts off. Oh, tweets of a fucking idiot. <laughs> this, oh, yeah. this year, every moment of every day, I'm gonna be happy. <laughs> this year, every moment of every day, I'm going to be happy. What a fucking idiot! What a fucking idiot! Would, would tweet that. <laughs> that was part of or my a New porn Year's star. resolution. Uh, oh, okay. I, when people make New Year's resolutions, I think it's pretty funny. They never fucking keep them. Mm-mm. Happy I, New Year! Everybody. I kept a good one years ago. What was it? No more diet coke. Oh, you oh you off the you and soda in general. I just quit it cold turkey. It was a horrible month. Mm-hmm. The whole month of not drinking. I'm that addicted stuff. to diet coke. Oh, it's the best. I used to now. Why I was one of those kids it? that would walk around with a big gulp of slurpy, big gulp sized diet We're coke all day long. You're probably going to scare me if you tell me why you quit it. But I've heard it's not good. for I quit it because I was tired of the the headache you get in the morning where you're dying to get some diet coke. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's I pretty addictive. I, yeah, so I just quit cold turkey, got through the You're month, and I've never turned I like back. It. I never went back. I like a little. Really? I what just did you call replace it, it with? Nothing, Seriously, nothing really. Water? Just I drink water. That's good. I drink water, orange juice, and vodka. Are pretty much the only beverages I drink. Or beer? Do you drink occasional beer? Every once in a while, I more, find more somewhere vodka. that we've we've got a thousand beers. Oh, I guess I should try one. I'll tell you something. Uh, Lori Kilmartin brought over. Um, this uh, for one of the shows that uh, her and uh, Kathleen Madigan came over. Madigan was like, "I'll do it if there's beer, Kasia." And I was like, "Well, that bring some beer." And uh, and so Lori Kilmartin brought over hard apple cider. And I was like, "This is oh, the Zima Lord. of the 21st century. What the hell is this?" Hard so it's sitting. Cider. If you guys anybody wants to take anything to go, no, I got no. chocolate pie. By the way, if you want to take any of that uh, to go, I, I got I fudge. Even, I, don't I got. Feel well for I used all to of fall it. for that cider thing, and I'd get the worst hangovers from that. Yeah, alcoholic. It's, it's alcoholic. It's huh? alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's just it's, it's very tasty, but it's sweet. And, and you drink uh, too yeah. much of it, and then all of a sudden you have a headache. Yeah, it's like sweet beer, but yeah, it makes your head really hurt. Um, what are you reading, Doug? I am reading Patton Oswalt's book. Oh, right. Zombie just Spaceship Wasteland just came out a few days ago. It did, and it's a series of um, it's you know like kind of an essays kind of uh, kind of book. So, uh, so it's a series of, of I, I tend to read one a day right around toilet time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're regular. Um, 
Well, sometimes I'll read three in a day. Sometimes a whole day will go by without reading one. What are they stories of? It's just uh, are they various pieces or are no? They it's mo- like remembrances and then but then essays about like a you know a specific uh, pop cultural thing that he's oh. you know noticed and goes off about it. It's very much like reading his stand up. You know, it's oh, that's a cool. lot of lot of that's you got to look up a lot of words. <laughs> you know, because he he Cause pulls he pulls them out. Thick. Oh I didn't my know god! It came out already. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, just, it just, just did. Just, just, that. it's just brand new. And, uh, I'm recommending Cavett's talk show, uh, cause it's really, it's essentially essays. It's essays, um, that he, uh, wrote and sometimes they're political and sometimes they're reminiscences about Groucho Marx and, uh, sometimes they're, they're stories about Robert Redford and it's Paul Newman. It's a book. Dick Cavett? Dick Cavett. It's called Talk Show. And, uh, he has one other book. It's called Cavett and I didn't read that one, but, uh, Cavett. He's only got two books? Only has two books? That is shocking. I know it is shocking. I must be thinking of Steve Allen. Oh my God! I oh, bet that guy you would are. like. He'd wake up every day and write a book. Yes, yeah. yes, that is true. Incredible. And a lot of, and a lot of them were murder mysteries. Yeah, they were either uh, lectures on comedy or murder <laughs> <Yeah>. mysteries. <laughs> he did murder mysteries. I think so. I think he did. Let me. Uh, yeah. Let, me let us that. know, nerds. <laughs> Steve Allen. Uh, <laughs> murder mysteries. I want okay. to find out if Robert Redford did that to Paul Newman's car. Well, according that's other way story. around, I heard. No, no, it was Paul Newman, Newman to, to, Newman to, to Robert, Robert Redford. Yeah, yeah. And Redford couldn't do anything to Newman's car. He would murder him. It's, uh, and ca- but it's it's in the Newman Cavett was two in the cars. It's in That's the Cavett true. book, so uh, to my knowledge, it is true. But I will see if I can corroborate that with uh, possibly a WikiLeaks. I wonder anyway. who does uh, Paul Newman's voice in Cars Part Two. <laughs> uh, was he in Cars? He was in Cars. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he was the old, the old car. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's, How was uh, that movie? Probably Oz. Oh, you know, if, right? when you when you get Frank Paul Oz. Newman and Larry the Cable Guy together to do voices. Oh my God! Cars, Cars is my least favorite Pixar movie, and here's why: because I, so I think they're all really good. But that one to me is just like I heard that wasn't that good. They've, they, cars have they have faces on them, but yet they're in races and they're mm. acting like they win or lose, and that there's no such thing as drivers. <laughs> I wow. here, here's where they lost so me. That no hands. Me. They they would yeah. always smash cut away from something where they had to pick something up. Yeah, and yeah. They're like their tire would start to reach for something, and then no, mm, you might be able to grip something. it. Yeah, yeah. You don't have any thumbs, crazy. Another car. great book, racing. Just just reminded me, Doug. Just racing yeah. in the rain. What's that? It's a book about um. This guy and his dog, but the guy is a fiction? race car driver. Yeah, fiction. I forget the author, but it's brilliant. He's a race car driver, and it's a, and it's a book about this guy and his dog and his family, and it's beautiful, beautiful book. I just finished a, a recommended by a listener. Thank you very much. Can't remember who because I've decided to delete all of my message from Facebook because I hate getting messages from at, on Facebook. Just oh, email me, me people. Just Jackie at JackieCation.com. I can keep it. It'll be real. I'll answer it. Uh, Facebook, I'm going to delete it. So, uh, but the guy recommended, uh, I read Fool on the Hill by Matt Ruff. And, uh, it is, uh, sort of a modern day fantasy book, uh, set at Cornell University. And it was adorable, mm. quite honestly, and interesting and quite nice. A little fiction book right. about uh, uh, anthropomorphized dogs, and then there were tiny pixies, and there was a writer. Obviously, it was an autobiography where this guy was stoned and, and just writing a book. Nice. How much how much reading do you think podcast listeners do? <laughs> <laughs> I think that they read a lot. There actually, are so many between. podcasts now that you could just fucking do podcasts. You could just all sit the time. and listen to podcasts all the time, right? But now we're on the. I mean, I'm on the road all the time, and that's all I do is read books because I don't listen to any podcasts. Yeah, well, you I could. mean, I listen to this you one could, and while it's you're in the airport, in the plane, help. in the hotel. You could just listen to podcasts all the time. I could, even though you're a reader. I'm you're a reader. O- you're, you're old fashioned. 
I know. Looks so I do like, like we an got audio. ourselves. A <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> what we got here is we have a show, ladies and gentlemen. Well done. Doug Benson, Eddie Pepitone, thank you very much for being on the door thank for you. us. Thank you. Yay. Uh, tune in to the next episode when more things will be discussed. You are loved. Have a good day. Do you always that? Is that always your closer? You are loved? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just go, am I still talking? Oh. <laughs> Stops. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?